0: Okay, we're here to talk about how one parent went through uh, two to three meltdowns a day and a daily hitting that she couldn't even count how many times uh, hitting was going on with her five-year-old, all the way down to uh, zero, In and we're going to cover how that happened, um, zero weekly hitting episodes, etc. So let's get started. And help your child express their needs safely without punishments yelling or coddling if you want to know the answer you're in the right place hi everybody this is megan thompson with megan thompson coaching and i have our client megan here she's here to share about the challenges that she experienced in parenting her kiddos and uh, and, and where she's, she's grown so far. So Megan, share with us your, just introduce, um, you know, your, a little bit about your family and, uh, some of the biggest results that you've gotten after working with us in boot camp.
1: Sure. So, um, we came to Megan Thompson coaching, um, probably like many people do, um, in utter desperation, um, <laughs> and having, um, tried a lot of different things from therapy, individual therapy for our daughter, who is five. Um, She was uh, five when we started the program. And we never seemed to be able to find a professional that was able to understand her or know what was really going on. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was starting to get super disheartening and discouraging and frustrating. Um, We went through two or three different uh, therapists for her. And then also we were doing um, occupational therapy as well, um, two different occupational therapists. Um, she had been um, diagnosed with um, uh, sensory processing disorder. And mm-hmm. so we weren't sure kind of whether much of her behavior issues were correlating with the sensory processing sensitivities. It When I would Google <laughs> about sensory processing disorder, I, you know, I would absolutely feel like I was reading about my daughter, but then I felt like there was something else going on. Mm-hmm. I was like, this this can't just be sensory processing disorder. And so um I started after several failed um interactions with therapists who, you know, they definitely focused on on anxiety behavior a lot, but mm-hmm. like the day-to-day parenting that we were encounter encountering every day that was getting harder and harder. Um, mm-hmm. they we they would provide recommendations and tips of very kind of old school parenting style, timeout, mm-hmm. you know, punishments, taking things away, um, threatening things mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And, you know, it got to where we were doing those things because we were being told by professionals to do those things. Um, and then they weren't working <laughs> after yeah. years of of doing what professionals were telling us and doing what honestly felt like it was the way we had both my Mm -hmm. husband and I had been raised, you know, Mm -hmm. um, more of that traditional parenting style. And, um, we'd have family and external people say like, you know, you just got to stick to your guns. You got to get, get more firm with the discipline. And it was just, it was, it was spiraling and getting worse. Um, the, the biggest issue we were encountering was the physical aggression and the hitting, especially when her two-year-old brother entered the picture. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, and, and it was also, he was born at the start of COVID. And so we, we kept questioning whether it was the pandemic and all the different things. And so, um, I started just doing some more research online because I just didn't fully, you know, what that, what we were being asked to do by, by other professional quote unquote professionals. They, I mean, they are professionals in their own right, but I think they just didn't know what they didn't know type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. when we would do their recommendations, like timeouts and that kind of thing, she would just, you know, now I know it's, it was shame, you know, all, Mm -hmm. all inside of her. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I started researching and Googling and I, um, I think it might've been a Facebook ad, which, um, mm-hmm. you know, that that's super cool that that, that works. At, Cause I have to say that when I first saw it, I was a little skeptical. I was like, what is this? <laughs> you know, like, how does it, it, I started, I clicked on your website. I watched some of the videos on your Facebook thing. And I was like, Whoa, this is freaky. She's like <laughs> inside my head. She it's like, literally it was like you could see into our house into our life and mm-hmm. um i i was like how did Facebook know to show this to me? I'm sure it was probably because I had been do- doing Google searches of mm-hmm. um, sensitive, yes. sensitive children and that kind of thing. <laughs> There's
0: and, no voodoo involved.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, knew, I figured there was some sort of analytics going on, but yes. um, yeah, which but it worked. I mean, those those mm-hmm. that uh, it works. Like I'm so yeah. thankful that I stumbled across. Um, Megan Thompson coaching and started watching the videos. I started showing them to my mm-hmm. husband and I was just like, I finally feel like somebody actually knows what's happening here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so that was a tremendous relief and that was super long-winded, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hopefully yeah. that helps illustrate a little bit of where we were before.
0: Right. And so let's talk about the, the major behaviors that you were struggling with, including your own, right. From you and, and, and your husband. For your daughter, you mentioned that she was hitting, what else did you see? How often were the meltdowns, et cetera?
1: Yeah, so we were having daily meltdowns, sometimes two, three times a day. We never encountered some of the meltdowns that were like an hour or longer. Hers were more kind of short, like spurt type meltdowns, but they were, they were shorter and very frequent. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they would last a while, but never, you know, for more than probably 20 minutes. But the, it, it was um, the, the absolute worst behavior we were dealing with was the physical aggression towards um, her brother and then also towards myself and my husband. And she would, you know, uncontrollable crying, body on the floor, outbursts in public, you um, mm-hmm we probably started actually seeing some of this when she was around 18 months. And we had no idea at that point, at that time, what at all was going on around 18 months, Mm -hmm. she would rip her, pull her hair out. Mm -hmm. And, um, we were terrified. We didn't, but, but we, we heard that that can sometimes be, you know, nothing to worry about, but I now kind of know that, that I think it had something to do with her being a highly sensitive child. She didn't know how to she didn't know how to let out that those feelings. Right. And she would get really intense around sensitivities. Um, in terms of her sensory processing sensitivities, she would, you know, loud noises, unexpected things that happen. She could, she, you know, anytime something change would come her way, she would, you know, lose her mind, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing though was just the the physical aggression in in the house um and that was what was tipping the scales for us of like we've got mm-hmm. to figure out we have to this is not sustainable this is not fair to our 2-year-old son to be you know living in this environment um and we knew it wasn't fair to Claire either like we knew this mm-hmm. was not who she is at her core
0: yeah.
1: um yeah. and we wanted her to have a good childhood so
0: yeah. 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 And just speaking to the, like, you you use the word desperation. I can imagine after searching for years, trying to solve the problem on your own, noticing, you know, we discussed the timeouts. I can imagine also we hear from clients a lot that that just ends up making it worse, right? What did you see from Claire when uh, you started using the, the tactics that, um, The professionals you were working with and yes we can call them professionals they're just not experts in this problem Mm -hmm. (laughs) it doesn't mean that they're like pseudoscience (laughs) humans right it's just that they don't know how to solve this problem so what did you notice that that helped you indicate that this just wasn't working
1: it was like we had seen two social workers and one one uh licensed therapist Mm-hmm. was kind of like we were getting the exact same information every time, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, they were saying, you will start to see a change if you do X, Y, Z. And so we would, yeah. we would stick to what they would recommend, but it just in, when you're, when you, when we were implementing what they would recommend with Claire, it was like, there was a voice inside both of us that were like, this just can't, this is just not working on her. We started, just we started saying, well, what are we doing wrong? Are we delivering it incorrectly? Or is she just literally going to be one of those kids? that's impossible to, to discipline. And so we just kept getting the same kind of message from everyone. And so they would give us like books to read and things like that. And, and they talked, some of them talked about like positive parenting, but then they would still be recommending like sort of discipline strategies, like, you know, Mm -hmm. punishments and that sort of thing. And so it sort of felt a little contradictory too. Um, so, yeah, we just after about after the third therapist who kept giving kind of the exact same um, sort of old school, I guess tra- I should say yeah. traditional parenting strategies. Um, mm-hmm. We just we were it was two and a, two years in to therapy mm-hmm. and spending so much money um, and yeah. just getting so frustrated that there was no positive outcome it was like a lot of ebbing and flowing in her behavior, but mostly it was like, it was getting progressively more intense. Um, The more we would try to use the traditional parenting methods.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what made you trust that this, that that something else would work, right? I mean, trying to deal with this for, for two straight years, working with three different professionals in the mental health world, two different professionals in the occupational therapy world, that's five different professionals telling you, uh, you know, getting, giving you strategies or tactics that just weren't effective. You know, why was it so important for you to continue to fix this problem, continue to, to trust professionals and, and, um, you know, get, get with somebody who knew what they were doing.
1: I am one of those people. I'm the type of person where like, um, I don't, I don't tend to not give up, um, mm-hmm. on things. And so. My children are—they're our world, right? I mean, we—we went through infertility to have, like, we went through so much infertility. Mm -hmm. We went through IVF to have our children, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I remember saying to Paul, I was like, "We did not bust our tails and (laughs) do all of those needles (laughs) and medicine that made me crazy for years, and all those Mm -hmm. blood samples and ultrasounds, and just tears, you know, crazy, crazy, difficult times um, Mm -hmm. to." bring these children into the world for them to be miserable in their own mm. house. Like we just, mm-hmm. that, you know, you didn't, that wasn't ever anything I would have envisioned when I was going through IVF and so desperately wanted children. I never in a million yeah. years would have thought that our life was was going to start to look like it was where we just felt like we were completely failing as parents and letting her down. And Mm. so I just kept saying to myself, there's just no way that there's not something out there that can't help us pinpoint this more or understand her. Um, Mm -hmm. And so um, I actually first came across Elaine Aaron's book um, Mm -hmm. on the highly sensitive child. And I remember when I read that book and I took the assessment in that book, I was like, oh my gosh, like finally, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. taking that assessment, literally every single question on it. She, Mm -hmm. she matched. Um, and then the Facebook algorithms brought me to Megan Thompson coaching. And, um, I was, I will say, even, even though I would watch your videos and I was, I was all over the website and I was like drinking the Kool-Aid. It Mm -hmm. still took me a while to, um, it took us a while to decide we were gonna jump in and do it. Um, Mm -hmm. I know Devin was so patient with us. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when, I think some of the hesitation was that, okay, we're going to invest in something else, but that what if it doesn't work? Little voice was, was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that kind of held us back from committing for a couple weeks. Um, we also had a couple sort of family, th- some family emergency things going on during the time yeah. when we were trying to decide, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was tough to trust a, a, another professional, but I think what was so captivating about what you were presenting was that it finally was speaking our language and then i know i also was able to watch i was also able to like watch and listen to some um of the people who were in the boot camp and mm-hmm. hearing them talk about what was possible was really um i think that tipped the scales and then just hearing them say such similar things about their kids it was like okay finally it seems like this is a community that is that gets it mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um What was one of the first things that you tried that felt weird or, you know, sounded crazy (laughs) in our work together that we told Um, you to do?
1: (laughs) I remember the first time the, um, the validation exercise was presented and then having to, to record yourself doing that and then share that with the group. That was, that was tough. Yeah. but honestly the the thing that stands out to me the most from boot camp was a one of the one, one of the Zendesk tickets i put in autumn responded to it and it was during the time where we were talking when we started talking about like limit setting and that sort of thing i remember she told me she goes. This is gonna sound crazy, but if you're open to it, give this a try. And it was mm-hmm. basically where we were having a hard time getting Claire to like pick up her toys and and follow directions. And mm-hmm. so she recommended that I try saying to Claire that she could watch me pick up her mm-hmm. toys after you know the it, after she was refusing basically. And I remember yeah. being like, "This chick is crazy. Like, there is no <laughs> way I can do this because then I'm giving in to her." And I had right. that. that you know, that little voice inside me was like, but now she's going to assume we she can do this, every, like that I'm going to just pick up her toys every time she can just watch me. Yeah. And I remember Autumn saying to me, you know, don't listen to that false narrative inside your head. That's a false belief. <laughs> and that's something I remember you always talking about, like these are false beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I so I remember I did it. And I remember she, Claire was like, because she is, you know, super, super smart and intuitive. And I remember her being like, wait, what? I can just watch you. (laughs) Um, And I, I remember even in my, in the moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I did. And now how many months are we? Six, six months later, probably since I tried, since that initially happened, maybe five months since I tried that for the first time. Now she will, she will still pull that and say, mommy, how about I watch you? (laughs) And I'll say, okay, let's do that. Let's do that. And every single time she helps me, she ends up mm-hmm. helping me mm-hmm. and it's, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like I yes. want to lead by example. I'll help her mm-hmm. pick up, I'll help her pick up the toys if I'm mm-hmm. able to do that. Um, But like, yeah. but she, I remember thinking to myself, there's no way this is ever going to work eventually turn her into wanting to help me pick up or help or pick up her toys and sure enough if you know if we're in we're needing to do that she will she will jump in and start helping so yeah Yeah. (laughs) um yeah it was one of those like crazy that was that's that I remember that being like one of the biggest like wow, this is so not typical Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. of what anybody in the past has told, would say I should do. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember Devin alluding to when she would, when we would talk to her before we jumped in, I remember her saying, you know, there's going to be times where you are going to really be, be be sort of stretched as a parent, because we're going to ask you to do things that the therapists haven't been telling you to do in the past. And yeah. we're gonna have you probably do things that your parents might not have ever have done. And and that was an example. I remember thinking, well, I wonder what that would look. What what could that be? What is she talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> there were now I am now I mean, you know, the whole thing flipped up flipped our parenting on it on its head, but in the absolute best way possible. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And and that it, that level of trust uh, is necessary and inherent in, in your ability, right? I love that you are naming for both you and your husband, just trusting the fact that no one was put on this earth to be miserable. Oh. And you guys didn't go through all of this hard work to have kids in the first place, to let them just stay miserable and, and, and just say, you know, I guess this is just, is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that level of trust you know, you were able to maintain that level of trust with the team, um, and, and play full out, right. Just acknowledge, okay, we're here. We're not Mm going to double, you know, second guess every single thing. Um, but what I love about our work together and, and, and what I remember in terms of your time in boot camp, Megan is, um, you were excellent at asking questions. And so I just want to champion you in that respect, because it wasn't, there's a big difference between Trust and and coachability in the sense and in compared to you know blind following right um, that's not what we're talking about here and what you were able to do was ask the question are you sure uh, <laughs> this is still really hard right I remember just your your time and our work together and all the um, support you received from every coach on the team. Um, which was, you know, keep going. (laughs) It is working even though it's hard to see. Mm -hmm. So for you, um, you know, let's talk about that. Any skepticism you might've felt like uh, whether or not this would work for you? Let's, let's share more about that.
1: Yeah. I remember, I think even sharing that sometimes in the Zen desk, which people who haven't been in the program, that's sort of the, it's a communication method that you have access to the coaches any potential hour of the day <laughs> um so it's really helpful but i think i i remember i would i would read back some of what they would recommend there would sometimes be that voice inside me that would be like you know I, and, the, and even during boot camp both my husband and i would have moments where we would say like is clear that one kid this is just not gonna work for <laughs> you know because we, i mean literally we would have those thoughts and I do remember I worked a lot with uh, Nicolo on my mindset around that because I think that was holding us back for some of the time in the beginning. And mm-hmm. now it's phenomenal to look like to kind of look back and think about prior to boot camp, not knowing how my mindset and the way what I was projecting onto my daughter was impacting her behavior. And now I know that, and this week is a perfect example of that. We've had um, some, you know, my daughter's school had to evacuate due to a a bomb threat and that sort of thing. And both my husband and I, this week, we have been under a lot of stress Mm -hmm. and as a result, and she's been pretty cushioned at school as a kindergartner as to what's going on, but like, Mm -hmm. we've probably been sort of more stressed than normal. And uh, Mm -hmm. we're noticing a little bit of, you know, behavior things popping up with her this week. Mm-hmm. And now because of boot camp I can literally look back and be like okay it's I used to not I used to be not I used to be like well what is it like I couldn't pinpoint what could possibly be suddenly causing her to sort of go back revert to some old ways but yeah. now having been through this program I'm like oh mm-hmm. yeah not only is she going through some stuff at school that we we still probably don't even know everything she's experiencing but like we now know okay our stress is completely reflecting and impacting her. Um, and so I think I'm, I'm getting off on kind of a tangent. No, it's helpful. <laughs> but um, your question was about what times of when I might, when I felt doubt in the, Scuttle, in the yeah Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Um, but I think um, my work with, with Nicolo on the mindset stuff was what helped push through that. Um, and it I'm not gonna lie it creeps in still, you know mm-hmm. when when things get challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially like right after boot camp um we we had we had a big trip abroad to um, where my husband's from in Ireland and there were some challenging situations, obviously with that because travel was mm-hmm. so hard, but like I can always remember to try and like go back to how my my mindset impacts her progress mm-hmm. And I remember in the beginning of bootcamp, how you emphasize so heavily that the mindset work is some of the most important work we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And it is absolutely true. Um, mm-hmm. And having been working on that for several months now, I do notice that when, when I'm not on top of like considering where my mindset is and working on me, um, mm-hmm. I see it reflect in her. And like I said, prior to boot camp, I would have never have put two
0: and two together. And so what's it like having that skill now? What what, um, what emotion or, or judgment <clears throat> do you place on having that skill?
1: Oh my gosh, it's so invaluable. And it's something that I can't believe I've gone this much of my life and didn't really know about or mm-hmm. realize could have such a positive impact, not only in me as a parent, but mm-hmm. in the way I am with in everything in my life now. Yeah. I used yeah. to care so much about what other people think. And now mm-hmm. through this like mindset work, I'm like, it's just phenomenal. Like how it, it has <laughs> transcended into my work life and it helps me manage expectations of others. Yeah. Like I, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just all I can say. The only word I can think of is like, it's invaluable. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it can sometimes almost be like I'm, I'm receiving therapy, um, but I'm somehow manifesting that therapy for myself. It's weird. Like I don't know. (laughs) Um,
0: Like I just changed my mind by myself. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Talk myself out of that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's truly. Yeah, I mean, because having a highly sensitive child, being in public sometimes can be mortifying. Is the word right? So just, just not knowing how to manage that embarrassment. Mm -hmm. Um, But now. I'm not saying that doesn't still pop up sometimes um, but mm-hmm. I immediately can sort of look look in myself and say I'm making assumptions about what other people are thinking right now and that's not serving Claire and it's, mm-hmm. it's pulling me away from what I need to be for her by worrying mm-hmm. about how these people are viewing judging XYZ but I don't think I expected I you know I remember in boot camp, really recognizing how mindset was going to help us as parents, but I don't think I expected how
0: it would impact other areas of my life. That's lovely to hear. And the, the, the focus on understanding that the shifts that you need to make are pervasive shifts, right? We talk about this being a family dynamic issue. That means that that there's a, a, a parenting dynamic issue that also means that there's a adult life and how you live it <laughs> dynamic mm-hmm. issue. And so when you build that skill, you don't just keep it compartmentalized into your parenting relationship. You get to benefit from it in all aspects of your life. And so I love to hear that you're noticing that um, you know, regularly. It's great. And so what did you notice happened right away, right? Because thinking about your child in a different way, feeling empowered um, to stay calm, present, etc. that's, some people will learn that, they'll read about that in a blog, right? That's not just what we're talking about here. There's actual strategies in managing behavior too, right? So the focus on being able to combine the two and, and to do that skillfully, uh, what did you notice? You know, you came to us with you know, two to three meltdowns a day at times, daily meltdowns at least. Let's talk about those results.
1: We probably, our pendulums moved a little slower from some of the other parents that were in boot camp at the same time as us. And that sometimes would impact my mindset is like starting to compare, you know, our situation to other families. And you'd hear people on calls talking about their progress and ours just felt like it was, it was just moving a little, a little bit of a slower pace. And some, and a lot of that could have been just sort of the trouble in the beginning that we might've had to sort out, to sort of learn this concept of shifting our mindset and, and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But it started to make us feel like, Oh, here we go again. Like, is she an impossible case, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I would say because she was the type of kid that wasn't having like long drawn out meltdowns, I feel like observing her progress, it was a little bit trickier because of the fact that we were still seeing meltdowns, but they were, they were starting to reduce in numbers. But I would also say like, for sure, the intensity was the first thing that we saw kind of come down. Um, And then the physical aggression was what was, is absolutely what has taken the Longest, but we started to see a shift in the physical aggression to uh, retreating and slamming doors. Mm-hmm. So even though it didn't feel like it was a win, it, we were you know we were seeing that the physical aggression was reducing, but it was shifting into mm-hmm. another behavior that we then started to you know we were able to focus on that behavior a little bit more. I know this wasn't part of your question, but like now mm-hmm. the physical aggression is. I mean, it used to be we we would you couldn't even keep account in the day. Yeah, um, yeah. and now, I mean, it's, it's maybe once or twice a month. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> no, it's still out. there, but it's like, too. but she's five that's developmentally appropriate. And exactly. I was just getting ready to say that. Cause I oh, remember sorry. you telling me that. No, no, it's okay. I remember, um, I, I used to take funny. notes during the, the calls each week and I would type them up on my Google doc or whatever. And I had, I had written that one down quite a few times was like we are now at the point where she is developmentally appropriate. That's crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, when I see, when I, when I know that there is a shift in the environment, like what's been happening this week, she's sort of swatted at me twice this week. So this week's mm-hmm. a little bit of like, a, it's a little bit, I feel like I can't really, it's kind of throwing she it. She's had a
0: traumatic experience, right? Totally. School was on lockdown two days in a row. Yeah. The first year of public school. Exactly. Great deal. Yeah, yeah. So
1: exactly, and and I know this now. I, I can look. I can now see those things, you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I would say like ours was a a slow s- sort of building snowball throughout boot camp. But I would say like the biggest progress that we've seen has been been since we've been out of boot camp. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's so helpful because. Um, you know, what we're talking about is giving you the, the skills that you need and transforming the way that you think about your child, transforming the way that you parent your child from the inside out for you. And also from the inside out for, for your, for her. And some people who come in thinking that this is an eight week, like, um, uh, process uh, forget that it's an eight week skill building process. They think it's an eight week process from like zero to 60 Yes. Um, or, or like, you know, zero to hundred or whatever. I thought that, um, <laughs> right? Right? And and so I love that you noticed. Well, you know, holding on to that <laughs> might have impacted how fast I was able to achieve the goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other part of that is, is is some people can get really skeptical, right? I mean, you need to tell me I just spent two years in therapy, got zero results with three different therapists, and you can you can help me solve this problem in eight weeks. That's that's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And I love that you're noticing. You know, six months out. You've extinguished developmentally inappropriate physical aggression in your home. I mean, she's been physically aggressive since 18 months pulling her, mm-hmm. her own hair out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Congratulations, you mm-hmm. did that work.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: You made me cry. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so so happy for you, Megan. In this, I mean, you worked really really hard, right? Like like I said before, um, those first couple weeks of boot camp, you. It was it was tricky for you to believe that this was possible for your family mm-hmm. and yet you didn't hang up your hat you didn't hang up hope and and that's why you're here because you envisioned a bigger picture for your family and you trusted that that was inevitable
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you did the work to get there thank you <clears throat> mm-hmm. So we see a little bit about what's available to you today. I just want to name this more for our audience listening in, right? What you're able to hear, traumatic experience, your daughter's in in lockdown for two days. Obviously, you guys get feedback on that from the school, um, you know, not being able to do anything about it because of how the systems work in that respect, right? Can't go up to school, pick her up, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's trauma going on and trauma response for, for all three of you in this experience um, being separated from each other and she swatted you twice okay. right like think about that the the the, the pervasive skill set that you've supported her in developing in the last 6 months means that when she's experiencing a life threatening uh, event and you experience the, the threat of a life threatening event of your daughter even if she, like you said, even if she wasn't uh, aware of what truly was going on, she can sense it. She's highly sensitive. She can tell yeah. um, that there's trouble in the air. And so we see, this is the what we see, right? But children who haven't pervasively learned those skills, they have ebbs and flows. They have patterns um, of good days and bad days, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you want to speak broadly like that. Um, but what we're seeing for, for Claire is that at the high level of, of stress, this isn't a fluke. Okay, the progress you've made is not a fluke. She has pervasively changed how she deals with stress. Mm-hmm. I mean, case in point, which has happened this week. And we were scheduled to meet uh, two days ago for mm-hmm. this interview mm-hmm. um, and had to reschedule because of that event. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's a reason why because your your message here that the what you want other people to hear, they needed to hear that that was possible. Noticing that, is there anything else that you want to share about how your family dynamic has shifted?
1: Yeah, I wanted to mention, um, you were asking about some of the behaviors that we were noticing before we
0: started boot camp i completely forgot
1: to talk about um like refusal to you know get herself dressed um getting out the door in the morning was just like i mean literally putting clothes on is was climbing mount everest um mm. you know mm. i would buy so many different types of clothes and yeah i mean you, you <laughs> yeah. it, it, that that was a huge thing for us um and i was super i was i was very much anticipating that kindergarten was going to be a big hurdle, right? Going Mm -hmm. to public school for the first time. And we were hopeful to put her on the bus and that sort of thing because Mm -hmm. of our work schedules and everything. And I never in a million years would have thought that my daughter would be able to walk onto a bus, but she did. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, like, I mean, this school thing <laughs> she's like telling me mommy come on we got to do we got to do this we got to do that now like she's yeah. um i don't have to like beg her to do things or <laughs> prior to boot camp you know coerce her to do things um yeah. so yeah. yeah like she's you know getting herself dressed and mm-hmm. um you know i've i've learned uh, i used to worry about what she had on her body walking out the door. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, it's like, she's got on clothes. That's awesome. Yes. There we go. <laughs> um, she, She's willing to wear these socks. This is amazing. It's so night and day. Um, That's, mm-hmm. that's been a, like, I mean, that's been a huge thing. I, I was terrified for her to go to, to go to school, to start yeah. kindergarten. And it has just, I mean, she's, she's thriving. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I and I utilized um the tools that you guys gave us during boot camp for her teacher and, and mm-hmm. her school. Right. And, and that was so helpful to be able to just have awesome. that language provided to me to to give to yeah. them. I sort of was debating about like when to introduce that, you know, and that sort of thing. Um we had in it was during, was it during boot camp? It was during boot camp. We had like the um it was kind of like orientation night at kindergarten. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was, and I remember talking to Nicolo about this because it was, it was traumatic. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. she was screwed. She had a meltdown in front of about 200 people in this mm-hmm. in the gym and we were in the midst of boot camp. And I remember, I like, I remember utilizing Nico for some Nicolo for some really hard mindset work the next day, mm-hmm. because it was, it was just, you know, I had a dribble of sweat going yeah. down my back because I'm like, right you know, my daughter is in front of 200 people, her future school, these are her, her future yes. peers. These are, you know, the principals watching her, you know, yeah. and so oh, I'm um, going to make
0: friends with all these parents. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> um, and so I was kindergarten was a big thing of like, just it created, it was, there was a lot of anxiety there for me about that. And, um, we, we, it's just, it's blown my mind how, how she's yeah. doing, um, every morning. Um, You know, there's still, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to paint a perfect picture. Um, Like she, you know, but for the, in the whole collective, it is Mm -hmm. like just, it's night and day, you know, there's still a time when we, you know, I've bought her a pair of shorts and she refuses to wear them. (laughs) Yeah. But I now I've learned strategies to work around that,
0: you know? Right. Exactly. Claire's able to be herself and you're able to honor that. Mm-hmm. And that's different than Claire mm-hmm. living in fear and losing her mind every day. And you're not knowing who she is.
1: Exactly. And I have to also say, like, the way I look at her now, I thought I knew my daughter prior, mm-hmm. you know, to going through this process. But something I learned is that I don't, I don't think I really knew her as, as well as I thought I did until I went through this process, because now mm-hmm. I'm able to look at her and not be embarrassed for who she is. I don't feel mm-hmm. that anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of who she is. Yeah. Um and I can see how many strengths are gonna just shine through in her life being highly sensitive. It's a power, it's a superpower. (laughs) So yeah, sorry,
0: (laughs) I'm getting emotional. Well we don't we don't apologize for feelings here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm I also, you know, <laughs> you know I, I haven't even mentioned, I've learned that I'm highly sensitive. I had no idea, yeah. you know, prior yeah. to this I had no idea that's why I'm, right. that's why I get, I'm a, i am aii tear up a lot and now yeah. I have a name for it. <laughs>
0: right. Right. So,
1: There's
0: nothing yeah. wrong with that. And I think that's, that's really important to know that you, you know, who, who Claire is now. And I love that just hearing that from you. Um, you were an expert in her symptoms and now you're an expert in her
1: yeah it's very empowering now i used awesome. to just feel like i didn't know what i was doing and yeah. now i feel like
0: i have tools and
1: I, i'm empowered
0: and i love what you said you're not here to paint a perfect picture and you know that i always say perfect is boring right um and and <laughs> <laughs> parenting isn't like there's no such thing as parenting and perfection in general right what we're, what we're expecting you to be able to create is a pro- an appropriate parenting experience, right? Mm-hmm. A developmentally appropriate parenting experience. Your child's showing up developmentally appropriately. Does that mean that she will never experience emotion? No, that's, you know, we're not raising robots here. Uh, nor are we raising children who just respond in lockstep because mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's not, um, that's not perfection. That's, you know, childhood stuffs their feelings. And so in experiencing that, the process for you, the freedom for you and, and for your husband in this dynamic, you know, what does it feel like to, to go out in public? What does it feel like now to talk to your friends who don't have highly sensitive kids or even, you know, coworkers and, and, and things of that nature? How has life um, changed for you in that dynamic?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, there used to be hesitation to even go to a birthday party, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I know exactly what to do because we have a birthday mm-hmm. party tomorrow and I yeah. I just feel more confident because I know we'll yeah. take a minute and step aside and when I say step aside, like give her time to to yeah. step away from the party for a little bit and, and kind of mm-hmm. regroup. Yeah, I think it's um it's just nice to be able to um not like be fearful if something comes up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um used to just almost feel paralyzed when meltdown or mm. what what have you would happen in public. Now it's like I, I go into it not assuming that it's going to happen. if it does, I feel more equipped with how to how to work through it with her and um, yeah yeah so that's that's tremendous to be able to not fear that that embarrassment that I used to
0: that I used to always feel. So any the last takeaways that you want uh, the audience to understand?
1: I would say that for us, one of the hurdles that we dealt with was justifying the investment part of it. But when I think back and I remember Devin, you know, doing the math with me and and talking about, um, you know, what therapy was costing us, which was $250 a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I now I'm like, man, I'm so, I'm, I'm like, just like, why couldn't I have found tasty sooner? Because like, we would have saved mm-hmm. so much money. Um, I think for me, that that's something I want to emphasize if anybody is on the fence about the, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I say in, in the word investment, because it is, you are investing in your livelihood and there is mm-hmm. no price tag you can put on that. And the, uh, just like the way, what I know now and the way I look at like I've said, like the way I look at her now, that, is worth all the money in the world and, 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 and I'm making it almost sound like it was a lot of I mean, It's, 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 mm-hmm. you guys have made it to where it's very manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. that was something that we kind of struggled with when we were trying to figure out how to do, how to make this work. And now having gone through it, I'm like, I don't, I wish I hadn't even hesitated, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, because we're now not in therapy every week. <laughs> so, right, right. you know, exactly. um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that, and then I, I don't think I realized what um what I was capable of, you know, mm. prior to boot camp. I I had come in just so jaded by by the people that had tried to help us before, and I think I I really did. I didn't, you know, initially I was like I I want to trust these people. I really do, and I believe they are speaking our language more than anyone I've ever encountered. Mm-hmm. but uh, you know i i don't think i had any way of knowing what was possible and even even at the end of boot camp i still was carrying some like you know i was hoping to see more progress but it has i remember you used to always say in the calls um it takes as long as it takes mm-hmm. and Yes, like it <laughs> it does, and I've actually been pleasantly surprised post boot camp how much progress we've seen. Like right. how um, fast it can it, actually take. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, if there are people who are currently in boot camp listening to this, mm-hmm. just don't let that voice inside you that's pr- trying to put a time stamp on the process just shut it up because I promise. <laughs> it will it will um as long as you keep doing it afterwards Mm -hmm. right that's that's the hard part is like keeping that discipline going because your hand is so held during boot camp and then it's up to you afterwards really i mean you have the alumni group and there's other options too you can you can join in on but like it really is up to you as the parents to keep it going um -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so and just kind of like really trying everything they tell you to do in boot camp because it, it you know having that same discipline afterwards gets harder and it's scary to leave boot. it's very scary i remember feeling like oh my god like what am i going to do i don't have these people i can send a message to if you keep using the tools it it does take as long as it's going to take but it will i can now say and i never thought
0: i would be able to say that but it will yeah. work yeah that's awesome. Yeah. And Megan, halfway through our conversation, I was going to talk to you about this after our interview, but I'm going to say it now. One of the celebrations that you mentioned, uh, especially with Claire going to, to kindergarten, my initial thought was, why haven't we seen that in the Facebook group? I know. <laughs> you, you do need to build your community. I know. I <laughs> so know. I'm going to call you out here. Absolutely. <laughs> Put I know. that in the Facebook group before yeah. this goes live. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: So like I, we had the, this is not an excuse, but we had the most insane summer ever. I mean, we traveled we had not traveled in two and a half years and then we blew it out of the water this summer. Um, Let's get it all done. Yeah. And then um, I, I work, I'm a nine month employee at my, where I work. And um, I went back to work in August and like, and then it's just been, and there's no excuse, but like, you know, it's been a little, it's been a little crazy. And I think that's too, isn't that? So typical of a human where we, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you get bad service, you're more inclined to like write a bad review, but if you get good yeah. service, it's, it's, you got to push yourself to like, you know, talk about the positive things. Um, yeah. and so I, that's something I need to, I need to focus more on and, and share those celebrations. Cause I tend to, I tend to keep them to just myself and that's not, I, you know, that's not good. So
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you heard it here today, folks. Megan's going to celebrate in our alumni group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will.
1: Now that I'm back into a routine, right. I I, right. I need structure and routine. Like when I'm off on the summer, I'm, I'm a mess. Like I, I need, when I'm working, I'm much better at getting things done.
0: <laughs> good, good. Well, hey, well we want to hear from you. We want to see, see you and cheer you on. So Um, And I love being able to spend, I mean, think about that, right? Like feeling disconnected from the community and yet still achieving all of what you've achieved. So look what's possible for you with even more um, top of mind communication with the Mm -hmm. grants. So that'll be exciting to see what's next for you. Look forward to hearing about it.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: All right. Well, thank you for your time. Um, It was lovely speaking with you and I'll talk to you soon.
1: Yeah. Thank you so
0: much, Megan. Bye. Bye. Okay. So if you find yourself at this level of stress or, or noticing and resonating with what Megan has shared with us today, and you're noticing that you are, are in need of support and breaking out of this pattern, you're ready to do that. We look forward to having a conversation on that conversation. We're going to talk to you about where you're stuck, right? What, what your uh, frustrations are, even if you've been to multiple therapists before uh, what we do is isn't therapy it's coaching. And if w- what you need is a strategy and continuous support then we'll tell you exactly uh, how uh, what we do will help you reach your goals. But if your family's goals and needs are not in alignment with what we do here at MTC, then we will point you in a different direction. So either way, that conversation is going to have incredible value for you. We look forward to having that conversation with you and have a lovely day. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.